0: This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with HouseOfBoxing.com and Empire Fight Store. I have a fairly bewildered Edward looking... What what were you looking for? I'm just a bit
1: disappointed. We're in Cancun. We set up the shot on the balcony overlooking the beautiful sea and the coast. And now we're sitting inside because it was too dark out there with some moody curtain. Uh I had the shades ready to go. I was going to sit out there, you know, like something like, I don't know. Instead, we could be in the Cotswolds for all anyone knows. Thought you would have got a better background. Oh. You're right, mate. I'm
0: struggling here a little bit. Um, Twenty years old. Not to make it about me, but I'm going to make it about me. In Cancun. This is nuts, mate. What? A, like I could be. I could have gone to uni. I could be going out, it's Halloween weekend, and instead, I'm living it up on the beach, I've got Senorita on the right, I've got
1: Senorita on the left. Life is fantastic. You were, you've started the interview talking about yourself and then gone, not to make it about me, but the whole thing has become about you. You have come, you've followed me to Cancun, right? Now, this is a world-class show. I was actually here first. Okay. But not first, as in, well, first, you couldn't have been anywhere first. You're 20. And that's, that's actually debatable. So... What, my age? <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that feel that you're barely 15. But we we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. There's a huge event in Saudi Arabia. Granted, our event in Cancun, the main event is a cracker. 50-50 WBC World Tarot. It's an old-school throwback You know, American slickster against Mexican puncher. Brilliant co-main with Justice Hooney against Andrew Tabiti. But, granted, there is a massive event in Saudi Arabia. And you have come to Cancun to pest me for your TikTok, for your views, and for some sun. You have to start doubting your journalistic credentials and integrity. So, I will butt in... Um, We have a huge
0: team out in Saudi this week, and I have to say I was a little bit disappointed not to get the call. So, hold up, wait a second. Just let me explain. Now, Lewis Hart and Matt Lenihan over there doing a fantastic job. I want to give a big, big up to Lewis Hart because it's his first international, big international trip. So, respect to them for that. I didn't think I was coming here until I had my flights booked on Monday.
1: You're the most boring storyteller. I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, are you number three at Boxing Social? Seems it. Genuinely. So you ended up coming out here, you you have had it off, you don't do anything, I mean, you're basically, your job over the next three days is to interview me, Justice Hooney, Rocky, Sh- Shaki Foster, and basically sit in the sun, have a run, and do weights like we did earlier, which was one of the fun... I mean, I didn't put any of that on social because I didn't feel like it was fair to you, but one of the funniest things I've ever seen was you doing bench press and kneeling sit-ups. Kneeling sit-ups. You're 20. 20- kneeling sit-ups. Yeah, what, mate. Three- but but like,
0: look at you two years ago. You can still
1: do a press-up. You can't do a
0: press-up. Yeah, but like, give the. Bo- I'm s- I'm skinny fat at the minute. Obviously, I was an absolute
1: fat slob two years ago. You, the other thing you said to me this morning, which was the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard, you know, I have to be honest, Ed. When I go back to Sirencester, you know, it is, I do get stopped a lot. You know, it's difficult. A lot of people want to take photos with that me. That is not my you know, words. It, it's very difficult to go back and relax, to get some. <laughs> Absolutely not. What? I can't get any me time because I'm opening doors, there's... Oh, of course videos, I said that. Cameras. It's, it's. Do you feel... I mean, I asked a silly question earlier, which was, do you have any journalistic integrity? Which, obviously, the answer is no. But, would you even class yourself? Would you say you're media, fan, or just TikToker? I
0: don't know, really. I, uh... I love the sport of boxing, I tell you that, and it gets to take me around the world. But I don't know, like, I don't want to... It's not for everyone, right? And there's some great outlets out there. If they want to watch hardcore boxing journalism, there's some incredible channels. I would like for people to come away, probably
1: laughed at the video, learnt a little bit on the way.
0: That's just the way I want to do it.
1: Let's start the interview. Let's bring some of that journalistic integrity away from your TikTok whoring which I think is the only thing it can be described as.
0: Well, there is an absolutely monumental clash out in Saudi Arabia um, in which it seems like the whole world is flying out for. Lil Baby's done a song for it, promoting it. It opens Riyadh season. Now, I don't want to do a whole lot of he said, she said, but there is a a lot of that in boxing, obviously, and especially this week. Um, Just firstly, on the event itself, we've seen the pad footage yesterday, um, from both, I suppose, once again on Francis Ngannou, same as when he done the Vegas workout, a, you know, a little bit questionable.
1: Yeah, look, I don't. I think we should focus on one thing that Saudi Arabia continue to do is to take the promotion, take the infrastructure to another level. When you're there, I mean, you've only got to look at the workouts you know, the press conferences, it is on another level. Uh, We've seen it ourselves with Usyk against AJ, with AJ against Ruiz, and they've done it again. Um, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not getting paid. So my take is very different to probably if I was getting paid. And if you are getting paid, you probably have to talk a little bit differently. I'm not expecting anything competitive but I'm expecting a big event. You know, there's some good fights on the undercard. Obviously, Fabio's fighting Adelaide. I think that's a really good fight. Um, But I don't... There's no point being critical of what it is because it is what it is. It's an exhibition. It's a money grab. It's, you know, it's it's great business. And it's going to be a big event. Like I said, it's going to be... If you go through that glass, it'll be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, So, yeah... Pad work or no pad work, everybody in boxing knows how competitive it's going to be. I don't think it's designed to be competitive. It's just designed to be a little bit intriguing with, you know, big eyeballs, and that's what they've done really well.
0: Well, on the uh, comments you made about Francis Ngannou's pad footage, he did respond and he so said. It who the fuck cares what Eddie Hearn thinks? Who is Eddie Hearns? And I have to say, I just love it when these fighters keep sticking an S on the end of your name. Yeah, it just mean, happened.
1: Who is Eddie Hearns? Eddie Hearns has been talking about all week out in Saudi. I've seen my name mentioned more this week than normal shows that I'm involved with. Um, AJ included, obviously. But Francis who knows who I am because he contacted me for a meeting. And we had an hour meeting in Las Vegas. Some people are very... They don't take criticism very well. I can't have sung... Francis Ngannou's praise is any louder in terms of what he's achieved, in terms of his story, in terms of his ability as an MMA fighter. But I'm not going to lie. What do you want me to say? Yeah, looks good on the pads. Yeah, he's got a great chance. Oh, punches chance. Oh. If I was promoting the fight, I'd probably speak differently. And I don't mind admitting that. It's obvious, it's common sense. But if you want my honest opinion he doesn't look very good at all and he does he has absolutely no chance in the fight absolutely no chance but doesn't mean it's not intriguing doesn't mean it's not a huge event doesn't mean it may not be a commercial success so good luck to everybody you know and I think it's i think as long as um fury goes into usig yeah we didn't really need to see it but he got paid and he then he gives us the fight everyone wants to see so good luck well, let's talk a little bit about that. I suppose, firstly,
0: Ariel Hel- uh, Helwani, he did a quite an interesting interview with Tyson Fury, and he said uh, he found it a little bit disrespectful that the Usyk fight was announced prior to, obviously, this fight even happening on a Saturday. He asked that to Fury, and Fury agreed and said, look, I, I, I agree, this is not the sort of thing I would like to do, but they wanted to put it out first. Um, we're now being told it's a done deal for the 23rd of December, with that being said, though, I read something from Tyson today and, and, and Tyson says he's threatening to expose something very soon about Alexander Usyk. Do you think there's an underlying
1: thing there? Um, hello? Yeah, could you come back later, please? Gracias. Um, I have no idea, mate. I, I think... This is what I think. I think Usyk is not ready for December 23rd. Ideally, to him, I think Tyson Fury realizes that, and now I think Tyson Fury is going to turn the screw and look to shame Usyk when he's not available for the 23rd. Maybe it's just my you know because I don't I don't I think I know that after the Dubois fight physically he had a few. Dents and knocks, and what is the 23rd? Eight weeks. Fury's not Usyk's not even in camp. So, what? Eight weeks to prepare for an undisputed fight. He's already said he wants, he likes 14 weeks for his fight. So, I reckon. But the money's going to be huge. So he may be forced into it. Maybe Fury knows Usyk won't be 100% for December 23rd, and that's even better for him. But then Fury's got a thing. I've done whatever he's done. Nine weeks, ten weeks. Now he's got to do another eight weeks before that fight. It's a long old camp. But you know, I think it comes down to the paymasters, which will be Saudi, and that they will say, we want to go on that date. And there's so much money at stake, they'll probably do it. But that's probably the vibe I'm getting.
0: Do you believe we see that fight on December 23rd?
1: No, but I, I think we'll see it. I, I, I do believe we'll see the fight. But maybe, like, again, I just I just feel that Usik is not in camp and he's not hundred percent fit and ready for that date. But he could still do it because of the money.
0: Frank Warren said that Anthony Joshua has locked himself in a dark room because
1: he's fed up with all the bullshit that you talk. No, I no, oh, listen, you've got to give it to Frankie baby. You and Bob, but what the, a ninety five year old geezer and a seventy five year old it's like the dirty rotten scoundrels, you seen that film? When they're all like Frank's got double lining on, he's absolutely flying out there, He's copped a nice few quid. Good luck to him. So I don't mind the back and forwards. Um AJ was not in a dark room to get away from me. But um once again, all of the talk is about Anthony Joshua and they've got to try and sell this fight because it's not a competitive fight. Um But yeah, I don't I don't mind the digs and the jibes from, from Frank and um Bob. Like they're just they're loving life over there, aren't they? You know, what I mean, they said it's the biggest event they've ever been involved with in boxing, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame anyone for doing it. Like, it, there's a lot of money to be made, and it's an easy night's work for Tyson Fury. On that topic, Bob said that nobody knows who Anthony Joshua is
0: in the United States because the only time he fought there, he lost.
1: Bob's Bob. Look, Bob's gonna say. A lot of um, mad stuff. But I don't, I don't think... I mean, I don't think AJ's profile in America is as big as Fury's profile in America. Because Fury's had, what, three fights there against Deontay Wilder. But AJ's a huge name globally. But I don't really care. Like, who cares if he's a big name? We're just going to have the fights we're going to have. And then all will be decided in the ring, won't it? Um, I think the, the less focus on AJ... Maybe the better. And we'll just quietly do our our business. And, as I said, I I see a very determined fighter in anti-Joshua. We've got our opinions. And... um, Sir Robert has got his. Um, There is the WBC Riyadh
0: champion belt on the line. Now, I think, obviously, the WBC were under a fair amount of pressure. Like, why did they allow this to happen? Obviously, we know that he fought Dillian White in the mandatory. Derek Chisora wasn't. We know that the Usyk fight signed. But, um, I mean, look, they had the WBC Elizabethan belt, was it, for Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. I mean, there's been so many belts. i not surprised.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Maurizio and the WBC are very good commercially. You know, they, they will see. And I mean, look at the British Boxing Board of Control. They are running the event in Saudi Arabia, the British Boxing Board of Control. They are sanctioning the fight between the number one heavyweight in the world, the world heavyweight champion, and a man that has never had a professional boxing fight in his life. So, it's like... You know, it's just the world, isn't it? And I don't knock anyone for it. And the WBC see an opportunity, probably, for growth in the Middle East and Saudi Arabia. And... You know, it is an event that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs and they decided to put a belt on the line. But the real stuff is here in Cancun for the WBC world title. You know, and I'm not saying, oh, we're competing this week. Of course we're not. We're This week, we're minnows in the boxing world, but we're real. And we're in a 50-50 fight for the real WBC world title in Cancun. So that stuff is nice and, you know, I think... I've had loads of questions, is it good or bad for boxing? I don't really know. I don't think anything's really bad for boxing. You would like made me. AJ Nganu, though, no? Yeah. AJ, don't forget, Nganu came to me and said, I want to fight Anthony Joshua. I thought, blimey, it's quite interesting. I went to AJ, went, no, thank you, not in a million years. I want to fight, I want to stay in boxing, I want to win the World Heavyweight Championship. That's it. But he's in a very different, different position in his career to Fury. Fury's already the World Heavyweight Championship champion. Fury's last three fights in the last whatever it's been, year and a half, has been Dillian White, Derek Chisora and Francis Ngannou. That's his run as the world heavyweight champion. Um, But everyone's got different motives. Everyone's got different um, wants and needs. And Fury's his own man. And like, like I said, you know, you've heard him. I saw his interview today. He loves it out there. He's being treated like a king. He has to go through normal customs when he gets back to the UK. He's not happy about that at all. Um, so, yeah, the, the interviews have been very interesting. Expand? No, just... I don't know. Like I feel like you know he just wants to be treated like a king, doesn't he? He feels like his achievements should allow him to be treated differently to other people. It's nice to
0: see Tyson doing so much media though I'll say that
1: Yeah he's a, listen he's he's gold Tyson Fury is fantastic in front of the camera fantastic he's a brilliant self-promoter he's a great fire and he's when his back's up a little bit and people are starting to criticise what he's doing doesn't like it and he sometimes says some silly things but he's a brilliant self-promoter fantastic I mean he's got such great energy and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the Usyk fight. Hopefully, that can get made asap. How
0: does that fight go, Eddie?
1: I said but anything I say gets. Great. I, I said I don't think it's the greatest style matchup in the world, but I think Tyson Fury wins. I think he's too big, but Usyk's very good at finding a way. You know, and I think it'll be a lot of movement, a lot of feints, probably quite a bit of holding as well. Um, but I do expect Fury to win the fight on points. Deontay Wilder put out a call-out
0: video, um, I suppose just a few on the whole Anthony Joshua segment. Um, I thought fairly refreshing, right, because we've not seen Wilder go out and put something out like that, especially in terms of AJ in a, in a hot minute. It would be a major disaster a if we were never able to get in the ring, um, obviously talking about the Anthony Joshua fight.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a very nice video, wasn't it? It was like... You know, rather than the normal shit. You motherfucker... It was just like, look, let's make the fight. And we feel exactly the same. We really do. He, kn- I think one of the reasons it was so nice, he knows we had a deal. He knows we had an offer from Saudi Arabia that everybody accepted. Now, we know it's history. That's not happening at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But now the plan is to make sure that both fighters can make the money. And it doesn't have to be the same money, but it still needs to be the right money for that fight. And... We're in talks about Vegas. We're in talks about sites in the Middle East. And I do think we'll see that fight. I do think AJ will fight in December or early January. And then I think there's no other fight other than the the Deontay Wilder fight. And that's the one that we want. We've wanted it for a while now. Um, We were ready to take that fight in January. But we are happy to take that fight in March or April. Um, And I don't see a reason to wait around. Yeah, he said, your promoter said that I'm not boxing. I said, you haven't boxed for over a year. And that was 45 seconds or whatever it was. Um, and he talked about people turning down 4 million to fight him. Who, I'd like to know who, because I've got a lot of opponents that will fight Deontay Wilder for a lot less. But this still comes down to what he wants to fight. And obviously AJ has had two fights now. He's taken much less money than he's traditionally used to, but he's not really bothered. He wants that momentum, he wants activity, but he also wants the big fights. Listen, AJ wants to fight Tyson Fury more than anything in the world. And really, when I'm mapping out his career, I see Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury as the the final two for him to compete against. But he does want that Fury fight desperately. Um, You know, I mean, he wants that fight bad.
0: As boxing fans, we've had the carrot dangled so many times with regards to those fights. And it feels like, you know, myself, other members of the media are always going to ask you this question. But gut feeling, by the end of their career, does Anthony Joshua have fights with both Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? And I suppose regardless, win or lose, he could still fight them both, right? Yeah, I
1: think Fury, We just you just never know. Look, you've also got the IBF situation where... Hergovich is going to fight Wilding, probably for the IBF world title. AJ's next in line. What's going to happen there? Um, In my, as I've said before in interviews, in my vision, AJ fights Deontay Wilder, knocks him out, and then fights Tyson Fury and beats him, and then retires, and then he's he's done the lot, and we can just sail off into the sunset. But we appreciate both fights still have got to happen. They're both very dangerous fights for different reasons. Um, but in my head and in our team's head, that is what we're going to do. We're going to beat Wilder and fight Tyson Fury. Now, we can be deluded, whatever, but honestly, that, that's everybody's mindset within the team.
0: There was so much talk about this sort of two fights on one night, Fury Usyk, AJ Wilder. Uh, Tyson Fury said it's quite embarrassing, really, when you've got a former heavyweight world champion begging for a fight, begging to be on the undercard. Is he a child or what? He wants to go on my undercard. Him versus Wilder, battle of the biggest loser. Go and get your
1: own show. We can get our own show, but when we first sat down with Saudi Arabia, that's what was pitched to us. We all know that, two fights on the same night. And we were up for that. We were up for doing it individually, so... I think those comments were saying that's what we were promised. Now, if those promises haven't materialised, it's no problem. We'll find somewhere else to do it. But if they still want to do two fights on one night, we would be up for that. And that's just because we want to get the Wilder fight done. Um, I mean, can you imagine the pressure on Tyson Fury to fight Anthony Joshua if AJ beat Wilder? And that's what we want to do. He's going to beat them both. am telling you now, he's going to beat them both.
0: Just finally, on what's going on in Saudi, and then we'll rattle off a few, obviously I'll get you throughout the week, but um, a, lot, a lot of talk in the media about Tyson not doing uh, talk sport yeah. this week. Uh, quite vocal about it as well. What do you make of that?
1: It's quite interesting, really. I've never really felt to boycott an outlet or media. I felt like it a few times, but I just think, like, I feel like TalkSport treat me and AJ or, or differently to other promotional companies that they've got relationships with. But also they do it to create narrative and to create views and controversy, and they know who's gonna give them that energy. So, obviously, me against Simon Jordan, he's just box office viewing, and it just delivers massive numbers. They, they don't want Simon Jordan to be nice to me, because it's boring, isn't it? So, but with Fury, you've got to be prepared to take the criticism that comes with certain decisions, and particularly the decision to fight Francis Ngannou. Like, you can't make all that money and just pre- and expect everyone to just come along and play the fiddle and say oh you're amazing Tyson what a great move can't wait to see it and gone it's going to be so competitive but I don't think he takes criticism very well I don't think anyone does but to ban talks ball and one thing I about to say about talks ball, the coverage they give boxing is quite amazing and they have continued to to not provide a lifeline within that genre of media, but they've, they've really backed boxing. So, but I think sometimes he wants to flex his muscle and show his power and say, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to block you as a media outlet. It comes back to bite you in the ass sometimes. So, but he's his own man and I don't think he gives a fuck. So, but for me, there's definitely times where I've wanted to Block media outlets but it's just the game, isn't it? You can't, you can't have it both ways. When we want to push stuff, and we want TalkSport to cover our shows, or you know, I want to get the fighters on, or what am I going to do? Oh no, no, they're all banned because Simon Jordan said something nasty about me. So I am banning TalkSport from all my shows. Just not really my get-up. Just lastly, for me,
0: sort of. One or two minutes or so. I'll uh, go into it more in depth tomorrow. But um, Chris Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben. Um, we were all led to believe for no, some weird no reason. reason it was. No, no, no. Yeah. Us, like, in, yeah. we just well, seemed to think it was being announced last Saturday. Yeah. Obviously not. Um, where are we at with it now?
1: Well, you came over to me and you went, Eddie, is it being announced tonight? I'm like, what? Conor against Chris? I'm like, no. And you're like, really? Really? And people were saying, Gareth Davis said that to me the week before. So what can I tell you? Um, look, December 23 is eight weeks away. We're being told Usyk's fight in Fury. Who knows? So for us, Ben Eubank looks difficult on that date. What we are going to do is we're going to make that fight, I believe, for January. I think that fight will get made in the next couple of days, touch wood. And we're going to do it in England. And it's going to be one of the biggest fights the country's ever seen. Um, Definitely doing it in the UK. That is what we 100% want to do, yeah. And Calla and Frank and myself and everybody's working now around the clock to get that deal over the line. So, fingers crossed, we can give you something and we can give Britain a great fight, a mega fight that it needs. Because we've got some great shows and we've got some big fights, but we need those stadium fillers and Ben Eubank don't get much bigger Edward 26 minutes banked um, final
0: message to the people out there there's a lot of viewership on YouTube is this it? week obviously no but like I mean obviously with the whole Fury and garnish stuff a um, lot of eyes peeled on everything that's happening throughout the week and love it. Well, hate it it's a spectacle people are going to watch it right
1: yeah of course I've said from the start is it's a it great spectacle you know I get asked various different questions. One of the questions you ask me is, does France and Ghana have a chance? I'm not going to say yes, because it's a complete mismatch. But it's a huge event, and the way it's been delivered is incredible. So I'm sure um, many people will be watching around the world. We'll be doing our thing in Cancun. Um, and I'm excited for our show, albeit small in the grand scale of boxing, this week. And um, looking forward to... Getting to Monaco next week, returning to the casino. I understand you are also going to Monaco. What, what a life. Do you know Clements and Church? Yeah, what is that?
0: It's a suit tailor. Yeah. I think
1: they do Frank and yeah, Adrian and yeah, yeah. that.
0: Do you want to know something mad? What? They're hand delivering me a suit to Siren next Tuesday. Yeah, but I just feel
1: like you in a suit is just all wrong. Well, so what? I'm going to turn up
0: like this to the show in
1: Monaco, I am think I? You in a suit, is just, it's just it just reeks work experience, boy.
0: You said, when have I seen you in a whistle, Parsons? Yeah, and next week, double-breasted suit, yeah. black, little bow tie. I'm actually quite excited. I ain't not worn a suit since my prom.
1: Oh, I'm and I was like to, 15. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the Monte Carlo Casino next week with a double-breasted suit on and a bow tie and all of the crowd coming up to you and saying, could I have another glass of champagne for you, sir? Because <laughs> I'm going to be doing it.
0: Eduardo, as always, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network.